And every time the toy would make its noise, it was stationary, which I know because I could see the toy from where I was sitting <gasps> on my couch doing homework. Eh, eh, eh. Why do we have these jobs? <laughs> Why are we doing this? Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. can't get over my new discovery of this horrific mullet Rachel hair situation Mm. that I've had this haircut now for a year and I've only just realized it I mean but you don't wear your hair down that much no but it's like now I see it it's there it's there it's it's a bit um it's a bit disconnected yeah that is, I love that. It's like brutalism. It's like somebody was going through some German architecture magazines and was like, I know, we should try that in a haircut on someone. She's I mean, the one. I've seen it before, like on purpose, but <laughs> um, I don't, I feel like yours was not on purpose. It was, I don't, not, I didn't agree to this. No, I'm eating. Love it. Um, I have somehow, all the leftovers that Enzo and I brought home from Friday night date night have not been opened. There's like half of a giant, like 12 layer chocolate cake that's oh just been God. sitting in the fridge. Dude, listen, mm-hmm. I, all I have right now is just a close up of your mouth and a full. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is some fat life stuff. I'm here for it and I get it for free. This is all you need, just me eating chocolate cake. Love it. It's so hot. My favorite cake on the face of the planet Mm -hmm. is the carrot cake from Porto's. Oh, really? Because I hate raisins. As far as I'm concerned, raisins are an abomination from the food world. It's raisins, sultanas, (laughs) uh, currants. We should really? all be banished to hell. Any kind of wrinkly ball sack of a grape should be. Oh, man. So that being said, that means that it's hard for me to find carrot cake that I like. Mm-hmm. But Porto's, which is like fucking magical, they have carrot cake that they make with um, pineapple instead. And Those are the ones I can't eat. But I know. <laughs> But it's got walnuts in it and the cream cheese frosting. Mm. And so while you and I were in Vegas this weekend, the husband and kid made a special trek, even though they just opened one kind of by a house, like 20 minutes from my house. They drove all the way out to Burbank to get me one of the big ones because it, of it being my 18th sobriety birthday and they wanted to celebrate it with the cake. So they had a candle and they sang me happy birthday when I got home. Aww. And we just finished off this giant walking cake today. That's it exciting. Two and a half days. And that was mostly <laughs> just, that was mostly me eating it. Well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, it's not just you eating it because now we can let the world know that you are with child i am and hopefully it is not a rosemary's baby situation he has his father's eyes oh my god i love that fucking movie (laughs) considering we did indeed go to vegas for the weekend so we could visit the house of bagans we did it was so good it was so good and we are more than happy to inform all of you about every little detail (gasps) On our next episode next week. This that's that's not what we're doing this episode though. But it's not. We would like to shout out to Mia, who was our tour guide at oh yeah. Um at the Haunted Museum of Zach Bagans. And she is 
uh, she was such a treat and she made the whole thing worthwhile mm-hmm. and it they had so many fun things to do but yeah I was I was you know pleasantly surprised that's right you were um that's right you were but I will say joy I started listening to that podcast you you sent me oh my gosh and it's, I it's haven't like, stopped laughing it is like someone I don't know how we didn't find this sooner and I'm so happy that I stumbled upon this podcast today it's called come fight me in the dark yes and it's they go episode by episode through the ghost adventures shows and talk about each episode and invite Zach to come fight them in the dark. (laughs) I was only able to listen to the first half of episode one. It's so good. And I'm in, in love with this show. It's fucking hilarious. I was worried. Because I was like, please don't have this cool concept and then be piece of shit people. Please right. don't be piece of shit people. And like right off the bat, they were just like, fuck you incels. And I was like, all right, I'm in. I know. <laughs> Honestly, for me, it was when he told the, the the origin story, the genesis of it, of being at Burning Man, being on all the drugs, breaking <laughs> his, his clavicle and then not being able to go back to the burn. And so he's on like all of the drugs and morphine. Yeah, splayed out naked on a on a king size hotel bed, watching this binging this series, and I'm like, oh man, that sounds like that sounds like what we would do in college without the Burning Man, but just get oh hi Rocket, just get off our faces and watch Space Ghost, and then just like shout back at the TV. Yeah, and this is like this is amazing. This is <sighs> they. I feel like I found my people. Yeah. I'm very excited about this podcast. So I, um. I, I find it funny. So like you and I have very di- are coming at this from de- very different sides because they just make fun of the whole shit. Sure. They make fun of it. And I know that you love the, the Zach Bagans and co. I do, but I can still make fun of things that I love. Like you like myself, like my child. (laughs) I'm just listening to them and I'm like, oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Like they're frat bros, but they're not frat bros because they're like, there's no way any fraternity would have let them in. So oh, they were the, just like no, they were totally nerds in school. They were yeah. the biggest nerds in high school. But they're the they're, they're the kind of frat bros that like they knew no one would let them in, but they're like, yeah, whatever, man. I didn't want to be in that pussy frat anyway. That's fucking really, right. really. <laughs> Fuck your pussy frat. <laughs> org. So yeah, I I've I feel like I feel like we put out into the universe. Come at me, you pussyghost.org, which is mm-hmm. a real website. BT dubs. We put that in the universe and then Joy found these guys and my life is complete. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was so excited that I found it. I sent it to you on not one, but two forms of communication today. <laughs> <laughs> You're so excited. But anyway, we're um, not we're not going to spend this entire episode talking about Mr. Zach. No, we're not. We're not. No. Um, we're gonna read some whoa, is that rocket? My Rockets. stupid cat. I have to kick her out of here. She's That's insane. Okay. You, let's pause. Let's pause for a musical interlude so you can kick her out and I can eat chocolate for me and the baby. All right. I'll be right back. So, um, Emily. Yeah. We might want to introduce ourselves. Oh, my God. You're right. <laughs> hang on. Let me have a swig of tea so I can get, like, hang on. Uh, I'm just apologizing for all the terrible noises on this episode already, everyone. Listen, Sorry. as Joy said, I am with child. So I am eating constantly because now I am through my, how many months was I throwing up nonstop? I just hit six months. So I, I don't feel know. Like your, it was your whole life. Months, it was your whole much. life. <laughs> for five whole months of recording, I'd be like, can we stop a sec? I've got to go puke. And that's what it, we would do. We'd we'd be interviewing people. I'd be like, I'll be right back. Or I would listen. Be, yeah. Just so you know, it's a secret. But I have to pregnant lady pee. I have to pregnant lady puke. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I'll be right back. 
And some of those times I would be hooked up to an IV at home while we were recording. Yeah. Yeah. So, no word of a lie. I'm very lucky in the health insurance American uh, Shit healthcare show. system that if my insu- that. yeah that my insurance approved me to get yeah. home IV care which I needed so I didn't uh, collapse. But that being said, I'm yes. Emily, and I'm Joy, and this is the, the residuals. residuals. I still get kind of like like giddy when we when we introduce ourselves because it's like this is something that we just casually discussed doing one day at at a diner Uh and here we are we're still doing this three years later I know we just got back from a road trip I know which joy drove five hours each way fucking champ man I'm a beast it's fine you are a beast and I (laughs) I helped out by sleeping on the it was also only I just before we get into this week's episode it just last thing about Vegas we were only there for one night and people keep asking me like, how was your weekend? I'm like, hold up. We were there for a one night <laughs> and then we turned around and came home. We were um, the freaks of Vegas. Normally you'd think the freaks of Vegas would be, you know, I don't fucking know someone breathing fire through their nipples or something. Right. And it was us because we were wearing masks. It's we were true. the only person people folks wearing masks we got looks snickers comments Uh i was completely oblivious but because joy you have your heavily tattooed lady scammer on all the time bitey sense i know you're talking about me yeah you kind of learn to figure out when people are talking shit about you it's insane so whatever fuck them you know yeah who cares we had fucking dead, haunted, cursed, horrible things to look at. We didn't care what they what other people thought no, of us. <laughs> no, not at all. So, but anyway, we'll talk yes. about that next week. This we will. week, we are reading letters. Look at that. We've gotten off track and back on a couple of times now. Yay. Woo! Sorry. That's all right. I cannot take my ADD medicine while I am knitting together a human, as Joy would say. That's right. Knit that baby. So it's been bad. It's been bad. Um, <laughs> this one is wonderful because this is from LaShonda through our Instagram mailbox, mm-hmm. um, which, to be honest, we barely ever check. But Because it's just a terrible platform to try and use for is. messaging. So LaShonda wrote to us with regards to staying at the Dell. And LaShonda writes, I stayed at the Hotel Dell around 2015. We stayed in the newer part in a suite. Our bathroom lights kept turning on and off throughout the night. <gasps> woke me up. I legit said, nope, this ain't <laughs> happening. <laughs> and then rolled away from the bathroom and went back to sleep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, LaShonda. This- you're a bigger uh, person than me because yeah I number one way tougher yeah way tougher uh number two i don't like the story for another reason because this means that it's not just where we were i don't want to hear that i want to be able to go to the dell and like sit by a fire pit and go swimming and pass the fuck out and be safe from ghosts in the new construction area and this sounds like that's not possible right Ugh. right i do have one other quick message that i would like to share it's from your friend scott who made us the um, our rem pods our rem pods yeah and he wrote so while driving to work this morning i saw a grown man with a chin strap beard and mustache that had his hair cut into bangs i felt like you two with your three to five heads should share in my confusion and excitement. And all I'm going to say is, having just seen the photo of Post Malone at the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum, um, and that being one of his past haircuts, that brings me great joy. Yeah. Um, no pun intended. So yeah. there's that. There's that other message. Um, so yeah. Let's just. We're just going to start doing an episode where Emily just reads Instagram messages. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, please stop. <laughs> 
please just email us. Just email us no, to really. yeah. the residuals podcast mm-hmm. um, yes. at gmail.com because otherwise we'll lose you. But we <sighs> we can barely get our shit together to reply on normal email, let alone Instagram. It's we're trying. Well, we've recently just given each other permission to just answer without passing the answer by one another anymore because that was the thing that was really fouling us up before. Yeah. 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 Um, so this one is from an Emily, not you, Emily, a different Emily. Great name. Emily writes us, hello, I found you ladies on Why Mommy Drinks and have been listening ever since. We Thank love you. Why Mommy Drinks. We Thank do. You. My three and a half year old daughter decided to finally shift from hilariously adorable sayings to spouting off creepy AF things. It started one night with getting her stuffed animal army into my husband and I's bed so she could fall asleep. I would shift her to her bed later. As she was about to launch Pikachu into the air, she stops and informs me that I have to shut the bathroom door. The doors are right across the hall from each other. I asked why she needed it shut. My little goblin, unblinking, stared me right in the eyes and said, the mirror is looking at me. Oh, dear. (laughs) Our house has always felt fine. So I know it's nothing but a creepy toddler with a constantly expanding imagination. That's what you think. (laughs) I know, right? How do you know? Sorry, Emily. (laughs) It's still unnerving and makes me squirm a bit. She does have a habit of adding steps to our bedtime routine to try to slowly push back bedtime. Now, the, yeah, the stalling thing. I understand that. Believe me, we have a lot of that here too. Yeah. The night after the bathroom mirror incident, she informed me, mid-animal cracker, that she now needs her bedroom door shut as well. This door is at the end of the hall and is also visible from the master bedroom. Seriously, kid? She yet again, deadpan, stares into my soul and says, it's looking at me. You stop it, you little angel baby. (laughs) Creepy. (laughs) She only did the door closing bit for about a week. But Lord, child, why? I spend my work week binge listening to two different paranormal podcasts and two true crime ones, along with a few others because, well, ADHD. I don't need my own progeny creeping me out at night on top of it. Thanks for breaking up my week with stories to help keep my sanity. Keep it up, Emily. I love that. I That's think really I, good. I enjoy the way that was written as well. I, I I think I had a bit of a back and forth with her as well over the email because our kids both talk in their sleep and they say this random yeah. shit, <laughs> which reminds me, I didn't tell you about the latest creepy thing that's happened with our, but, which by the way, we love creepy kid stories. Send yes. them all to us. I cannot yes. get enough of them. Can I tell you before you tell me what yours did? Can I yeah. tell you the last thing that Emily wrote about her child? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She said, said, two nights ago at 3.30 a.m., my child randomly threw her arms up and yelled, I can't reach it. I can't reach my shovel. And then she (laughs) promptly yanked on my husband's beard and rolled over. (laughs) She's our favorite source of entertainment. I love that. Oh, my God. Oh, that sounds adorable. Yeah. Okay, so I have a bad habit of falling asleep in our kid's bed. Yes, as do I. Yeah. Not in your kid's bed, in mine. Oh, that's good to know. Right. That'd be a bit crowded. Yeah. Um, so our dogs, our dogs sleep on our bed, so which means even though we have a glorious king-size bed, it is like the middle of it is taken up by two oversized terriers uh, with boundary issues. But they say that they don't get up off the bed all night for anything unless they hear something and i wake up to hear the clicky clickety click clack of the of the tiny little nails on mm-hmm. i say tiny little nails the hefty terrier mixes but whatever on the hardwood floor outside her bedroom which is strange because i never hear that because they 
if I'm in her room, if I if I'm in the living room doing stuff, then they tend to come out and hang out with me. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in her room and the door is closed and we're sleeping, they don't leave our bedroom. So I wake up because I hear them. I look at the clock. It's three thirty, and suddenly next to me she goes, "Surprise!" <gasps> <laughs> No, and that's it. And I was like, oh, God. I'm, gonna go. "I'm gonna go to bed now." It's not all right. <laughs> Surprise! If you have a scary story of your own that, when you listen to us, you think, "Oh, I should send my stuff in." Email us at theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. We also have Instagram, the underscore residuals underscore podcast. And I think we have a Twitter too, don't we, Joy? We do. We definitely have a Twitter. It is at the residuals pod. Just that pod? Just that. Drop the cast for Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. Yeah, should we get back to the show? Oh, heck yeah. I've got a story from Christina. It's a long one. So settle in, buckle up. Okay. Okay. So Christina wrote to us after we finally read her letter from over two years ago. Listen, we got to it. Okay. We We did. And you know what? We're getting to this one now. Fucking right. Like three months after you sent it. So boom. Very proud of us. Go us. Go team. That's right. So Christina, thank you for writing back to us again. Says, hello, Joy and Emily. I'm emailing um, after you finally got to my email, LOL. And I'm listening to your episode with Betsy Stover from Why Mummy Drinks and thought of some more ghostly encounters to share with you and about some of my prophetic dreams I alluded to in my last email. Yeah, you and I all about that shit. Yeah. First, the ghosts. My parents' house is haunted. We moved in there when I was eight, and I finally permanently moved out when I was 24. Not only do I have prophetic dreams, I am a really strong empath, something I passed on to my 16-year-old and have been for as long as I can remember. When we moved into our house, it needed a lot of work since the previous owners have made some unusual decorating choices. Happens. Nailing carpet to gorgeous hardwood floors, painting one room half yellow and half white with the Pepto pink closet and more. <gasps> oh, Christina. Maybe it went with the sofa. Maybe it did. You know what? I can I can understand that because when we moved into our house, every single wall and ceiling in each room was painted a different shade of baby turd brown. No. Depending on what first food they were experimenting with that week that color was in our house okay so here we go carrying on when we first moved in i wasn't really scared of the front of their boiler room it didn't really bother me even though the rear gave me pause and in fact i would use the front as the perfect hiding place because i was so small as a child and i was the only one who could fit in a certain area Uh, i wonder if that's in the basement i don't know but boiler room the boiler yeah Okay, but my parents ended up renovating and putting up a wall between the boiler room and the laundry area and adding a bathroom that they really needed. Yeah. And after that, the negative feeling I got about the rear of the room intensified and permeated the whole room to the point that I couldn't walk by the door without some sort of light source. The boiler room is in the basement. Okay, there we go. The laundry room is just past the boiler room. What eventually became my room was past that, and the pantry is connected to my former bedroom, so I couldn't really avoid it as the stairs to the finished basement were on the opposite side. Oh, Oh, no. no. You had to sleep down there? The feeling of fear never went away, and it often felt when I was walking near it that someone was holding a knife to my back. What? And when I met, yep. And when I met my fiance and he moved in there with me for a time, he felt it too. He ended up smudging the basement and the feeling went away, but returned after the basement flooded and had to be remodeled again. So we had to smudge again. Yeah. 
Was it okay. just pissy about remodeling? I don't know. Maybe. Huh. Doesn't it was really attached to that Pepto. I All guess. right. When I was about 18, my parents went out of state for a bit and left me home as I was in college and had to work. Sure. By this point, my older sister was living out of state. So when they left, I was alone. I will also mention that by then my room was in the basement. And since it was before I met my fiance, the boiler room was still a problem. Uh, oh, honey. Uh. I had gone to bed. And before I'd done so, I'd locked all the doors in caps. Um, and turned off all the lights and caps in the house. I have suffered from chronic insomnia since I was 11. Same girl. Same. Yeah. And have otherwise not slept a night through in my 37 years of life. My poor mother, she says, girl, listen, I remember being really little and staring at those red numbers on my digital clock. Mm -hmm. Like, and I was really into take that at the time. So I would have been around 10 or 11 years old and I'm still that way. And I'm 40 years old. Um, anyway, back to Christina. So around 2 a.m. I woke up as usual to notice a lamp across my room that I rarely turned on, which is a collectible porcelain doll lamp. Oh, That's God. Why oh. do you have that shit to begin with? Right. Seriously. Anyway that it was on and thinking it was odd that I must have turned it on while sleepwalking. And I got up and turned it off after the light was off. I expected my room to go back to complete darkness as my parents' neighborhood is kind of in the country and there are no street lights, but I noticed that I was still seeing a light. So I opened my door and looked out and saw a faint glow from upstairs. No. Now to remind you before I went to bed, I turned off all caps lights and light switches in the house the light switch thing is important she says yes so I thought it was odd I decided to go upstairs while turning on lights as I walked across the basement because of the dreaded boiler room to check what was up my mom has this grandfather clock she ordered uh, specifically made when we lived in Germany that when you have it plugged in you can open a door to the upper side and push a button to get it to light up The grandfather clock light was set to the position, but the outlet it was plugged into had to have a light switch turned on for it to work. When I got upstairs, one of the recessed kitchen lights that we never used was on, and the grandfather clock light was on as well as the light in one half of my parents' room. No. It was a bit unsettling, to say the least. Oh, my God. So the switches that she had switched off had been switched on, including a switch that was never usually switched on. No. I'm so uncomfortable. (sighs) But wait, there's more joy. Of course there is. Another experience from that house has to do with my kid. When my kid was a toddler, she would always talk about her friend, quote unquote, Jenna in the house. And I naturally believed it was an imaginary friend until some of her stories and answers became concerning. Oh, no. Such as when I asked how old Jenna was and my kid told me matter-of-factly that she was four before she died. (gasps) Also, whenever I asked my kid about Jenna's mom, my daughter would immediately change the subject. I have asked her about it recently and she has told me that she is still afraid to talk about Jenna's mom but can't remember why. In relation to one of the stories that was read about the radio coming on in our episode with Betsy. Oh, remember that one? It was the, she was home by herself in the middle of the woods. Yes. In the cabin and she heard the radio coming on and it turns out her sister had set her alarm. Right. Yes. Okay. So um, I was reminded of when my friend Lucy lived with my family when her son William, uh, with her son William in my current home. William had his this truck toy that started randomly going off at the same time every night. And at first I thought it might have been my cat disturbing it, but every time I checked, the toy was off. And even when it was on, you had to physically roll it across the floor to get it to make noise every time. Oh, and every time the toy would make its noise, it was stationary, which I know because I could see the toy from where I was sitting <gasps> on my couch doing homework. Uh, uh, uh. Why do we have these jobs? <laughs> Why are we doing this? 
I'm going to say, I'm wondering though, if it was a VTech toy, that would explain it because VTech toys are made to to terrify parents like us because suddenly it can be three hours since your child has played with it and suddenly it'll start singing and bleeping and lighting up and making noises at you because oh VTech just really like to keep us on our toes and fuck with us. So maybe it was, I don't know, or maybe it was just possessed. Okay, now... <laughs> Now, as promised, some of my prophetic dreams. Okay. The first one has to do with a friend's death. Oh, when oh, I was 14, no. I had a friend tragically killed. And around the time the accident happened that perpetuated her death a couple days later, I was napping. I dreamt I saw her and she was saying goodbye. Oof, honey. That accident happened on a Sunday. And on Tuesday, her family made the decision to discontinue her life support. It actually took her a couple of hours to stop breathing, but she felt nothing at that point. I later found out that at that exact time she passed was when I started crying again after not being able to for hours. Another dream has to do with the death of my uncle. About five years before he died, I had a very vivid dream that he would pass away the day after I noticed a specific gas price on a gas station sign that I had not seen before the dream. In 2019, my daughter had spinal surgery in a different city than the one I live in, and I had gone to the local gas station before heading home for a break as my mom was staying with her for the night, and I needed to shower as I'd been at the hospital unable to shower for almost a week. Thank you, dry shampoo. (laughs) When I approached the gas station, I noticed the gas price, and I paused because it was the same one from my dream, and the next day I learned my uncle passed away. Holy shit. The prophetic dream I will forever be thankful for, though, has to do with my daughter as a toddler. One night, I dreamt that my toddler was in the bath, slipped under the water, and drowned. I distinctly remember her looking up at me and not being able to save her. Well, my parents had one of those big collapsible pools set up outside their house, and about a week later, I was in the pool with my daughter, and she slipped under the water briefly, and when she did, she looked up at me exactly as she did in my dream, and I was able to save her. I have never been so scared. Jesus. Oh, my God. Oh, that hurts to breathe with that one. Okay. It's so hard to be a parent. It is. Oh, my God. Okay. To leave this on a high note, however, both my fiance and I dreamt about meeting each other well before we met. We were both the same age when we had the initial dream, but I will say he had his seven years before mine as he is seven years older. The dreams we each had actually mirrored how we met from our own personal points of view. Oh my gosh. That's pretty cool. Wow. I have many other stories about ghosts, feeling, and visions of how things once look uh, to share, but this is already super long. Thanks <laughs> for still getting me through my day, Christina. Shit. Thanks, Christina. Thank you for taking the time to write all that down. Seriously. And to share it because, holy shit, that's a lot, man. It is a lot. Oh. When it was my freshman year of university and it was around Valentine's Day. And it was, I moved into a brand new dorm room and I called my parents to let them know that I'd changed dorm rooms. And they told me to sit down and they told me that my cousin, I had two cousins I grew up with in the UK. And they told me that my cousin had been in a really severe accident was all they knew while backpacking in Bali. Because that's like in the UK, they do gap years. So they take off and they do like fun shit to figure out who they are before they go to uni. And he was backpacking in Bali and they said, and he'd been airlifted to Singapore and was on life support. So I knew it was bad. So I immediately, they made plans for me to come home the next day. And so that night I went out and did what any normal grieving or scared 18 year old does. And I went out underage drinking and my cousin, when I last saw him, he had beautiful blonde hair. I mean, gorgeous blonde hair. And I'd last seen him right before we moved from the UK to America. uh, Two years prior at like my dad's leaving party with everybody. And he had his hair, had 
gorgeous long hair tied back in a low ponytail at the base of his neck and he uh, of his neck and he was wearing a blue blazer and i'm sitting there at my college bar and i distinctly remember it it was at um bw3s and the upstairs and i look up from the booth i'm sitting in and there's someone three booths down from me and it's him from the back oh it my is god him from the back Whoa. and i never saw anyone at my school who looked like this and like we went to this place a lot and i was at this school for five years and i never saw this person again but from the back it was him i know it was him so i got um on the plane flew home to my mom and dad's the next morning um and two days later he passed away on life support they didn't have to make the decision it just happened oh my god i felt like that was i don't know a part of me was like maybe that's me seeing him to say goodbye i don't know but yeah no i totally get that i totally get from from what she's talking about that you know you see these things yeah i mean i've i've talked about weird dreams i've had before and people talking to me in dreams who are dead but they're standing there having conversations yeah. with me about relevant current things that are happening yeah um yeah i mean that's one of like the number one things i think when you know we sit down and talk about like when we talk about all the weird things that we can't explain like it's it's easy when I'm listening to a story or watching like something on TV or like a ghost hunter thing to be like, whoa, it's fake, it's fake. Just like I could debunk this, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the fucking crazy dreams that I have had or like the weird um, like loops that I get sometimes where I'm thinking about someone over and over again and then like something happens to them. Yeah. I, that is just so inexplicable to me. And because there are such specific things, you know, like it's, it's just beyond what I can explain at this point. Right. <sighs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, you gotta try and listen to them. Right. Well, that's why they're there. That's why they're happening. Yeah. It's not just for shits and giggles. It's happening for a reason because I don't know. I don't know. Keep you on your toes. Yeah. Just like Christina was saying, like, I had a dream that she slipped under the water. Yeah. And then maybe she was just even subconsciously a little more alert that day when she was yeah. in the water. Fuck. Like you said, being a parent, we're always on our feet, which brings me to something that you and I wanted to briefly touch on. Um, we have a link in our link tree at the top of our uh, Instagram account to donate to um, Mom's Demand Action. Yes. Which is a nonprofit towards uh, hoping, helping to enact stricter, tighter gun control laws. It's not about taking your guns away. I think, you know, if, if you've done all the background checks and you, you know, no, I would like to take away assault rifles. I no, don't think I don't anybody mean like needs those. All guns away. I yeah. mean, like, yeah, it's about having smarter. Yeah. Here's the thing: if you need an assault rifle to go hunting, Joy, then you shouldn't be hunting because you're a terrible fucking shot. That's I'm right. so sorry. Yes. And the Second Amendment also applied to single load muskets that right. took, you know, a little bit of time between shoving uh -huh. rounds in. Mm -hmm. So, that being said. They're fighting for tougher background checks. They're fighting for bright, uh, red flag alerts to be on there. Um, you know, I was reading something the other day that people are talking about, well, you know, Chicago has really high crime rate. Yeah. And, and they have, yeah, they have, you know, strict gun purchasing laws. 60% of the guns that are confiscated in crime there were bought from out of state. Yeah. So it's 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 a nationwide problem, not just an individual state problem. So I don't want anyone to get their knickers in a twist. We don't want to take, you know, your hunting shit away from you. What we want to no. just have common sense, not have these insane killing machines so right. that we like, can 
we can send our children to school without being afraid that we're not going to see them at the end of the day. There's no reason that our children, you know, my kids started doing active shooter drills when she was two. I talked to a girlfriend of mine from the UK today who I've known since I was 12. And it's absolutely insane to them over there and to other countries like, you know, Canada just enacted, they just uh-huh. announced new um, new laws today. Yep. New Zealand, Australia, the, you know. No, we're the only ones. We're the only ones that let this go on. Yeah. Absolutely. Because our government uh, doesn't give a shit. I don't know what else the reason would be. It's not that they don't give a shit, Joy. It's that they're given a lot of money. No, they don't give a shit. If they gave a shit, they wouldn't care about the money. You're right. They don't give a shit. (laughs) Prove me wrong, government. You don't give a shit. Yeah. Come at me, you pussypolitician.org. Fuck your guns, man. Don't don't dox us. Just don't come at us. Just there's nothing to find. There's no. There's no <laughs> We're open books here. It's not gonna find open books. <laughs> anyway, uh, we but wanted yeah. to just bring that up because it has been a very heavy week for many parents out there and just people in general for this senseless event. Yeah. No, so, my my week has been not fun. And and my child is still alive, so I I don't know how those other people are continuing breathing. And that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, honey. Um, so, yeah. But anyway. That, that link is there for you to donate. That's right. Do the right thing. Yeah. Like, just something simple. Like, I found a really awesome piece of baby equipment that I needed because you know I mean you need to have stuff for the baby and the woman I was buying it from we discovered that we have a really good friend in common and so next thing I know I got a ping and she'd refunded all the money that I'd given her for it because Mm -hmm. she's like you're you know you're a fellow mom I'm paying it forward and I took that refund and I donated it to Mom's demand action. And it's just, it's any little bit helps. Thank you for doing that. Shit. If I had more, I would give more, you know? Yeah. (sighs) I wish everybody affected by gun violence some kind of peace, which I don't understand how you're supposed to find because my brain doesn't work that way. But I hope that they find some. And to get off of this topic. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, what are you grateful for? Oh, fuck. What are you grateful for this week? <laughs> I am grateful for your encouragement to go get a masked up perinatal massage. Oh, yeah. At the hotel. <laughs> Even though when I stood up, when she saw me, she went, oh, you're big. <laughs> <laughs> thank you well, yes i am and they had this crazy contraption that they put on top of the table that had a big hole for your belly and then two extra holes for your titties and so like you just got to kind of shuffle and shove everything in there and um it was wonderful and it was like i've had i had a headache for like two weeks straight and I came out and I was like, Joy, I don't have my headache anymore. Yeah. And it was wonderful. <laughs> Yay. It came back today, but that's different. I we didn't had a have few one. days. Of- I had a few days of respite. That's something else I'm grateful for. Um, what are you grateful for, my sweet darling Joy? Um, I am grateful that in the uh, executive board of the house, which is, you know, myself and my husband and my son. (laughs) I made a motion to move the small round kitchen table into the dining room and then fold up the big 
drop leaf dining table and put it in the kitchen. But then I also took my desk from the living room and put it in the kitchen. So now I sort of have a desk area. I know. I'm really excited. I'm also sort of laughing that it's in the fucking kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Because when do I leave the kitchen? No. I mean, I can't, I just, I live on cereal and tea. And that being said, I work from the kitchen all the time as well. I'm just barefoot at my desk in the kitchen now. So it's just, fuck. Listen. But it's exciting. And my little black desk is there with my little ghost blotter and my skull pencil holder. And it looks nice. So I, I, I made a motion and it was seconded and we worked it out. and. Yay for democracy. I don't fucking know. So yeah, um, it's exciting. I love that, darling. So what are we doing? Next week we have Haunted Museum, or not next week, sorry. Next Next episode, episode. we have uh, Haunted Museum to regale all of you with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to guess that's probably going to be a long one. Just saying. There's a lot of shit packed in that house. A lot of shit. A lot of shit. <laughs> um, and you're not allowed to take pictures or video inside. So we will have to be extremely descriptive. <laughs> I think we'll be okay with that. Well, no, not all the terrible things. Oh, I just yeah. mean in general about how they're, you know, like 64,000 clown dolls. <laughs> Jesus. And, <laughs> and they're all staring at you at and the same time. Um, but yeah, we're going to do some more scare mails. And also, let's not forget, we had something bonkers happen when we were inside <gasps> the museum. Which Be quiet. We will tell you, Be which quiet. We, I'm not going to spill the beans. We will tell you about during the episode, but it was something that was legitimately, what the fuck was that? No, I can't explain it. I have no idea what the no. fuck happened. I have a couple of those things, but like, yeah, yeah, there's definitely one thing that I was like, I even thinking about it now, I'm like, no. No, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Nope. Also, I would like to put a call out because we've been really enjoying doing our deep dives into different paranormal events. If anyone has a story that they would like to email us about the man in the hat. Yes. I would really like to see those because we're going to set up for a future episode, a deep dive on that. And I would like some more firsthand accounts to talk about. And if you're not familiar with the man in the hat, it's a it's an international phenomenon associated, I guess, with sleep paralysis, where people wake up to see the silhouetted figure of a what is presumed to be a man wearing a hat and the hat varies. Sometimes it's a stovepipe hat. Sometimes it's a bowler hat. Sometimes it's like a, an Amish hat, but every, but it, it, the one thing that's consistent is that it is a man in a Mm -hmm. long kind of coat wearing some sort of hat and they are looking at you and they see you and they are staring at you. And they don't have a face. But like they don't have, but a don't face. have a face. But they're yeah. definitely staring at you, and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's something that uh, there uh, there's a documentary out there. Check it out called The Nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um, and it brings together all of these people who do not know each other from all over the world who have all had the same experience with the man. In yeah, it, it's really house. fascinating. That's the kind of thing that I really yeah that gets me. That like. How are all of you experiencing this basically the same exact thing all over the time through different ages and different places and socioeconomic status? And I mean, just all over the place. And we've had two different people, guests on here who had two completely unrelated experiences, both of them with a man in a hat. One of them was our friend, Anessa. Mm hmm who had a man in a hat and that one was creepy. That and was she episode, was young. She was yeah. a child when that happened. I believe that was episode five called scones. Yes. <laughs> this is my real voice. And then we, uh, we had an interview with the lovely Georgia. Oh yes. And she saw a gentleman and an Amish mm-hmm. an ensemble in a hat doing the same staring thing. Oh, 
while we're talking about Georgia, yes. um, Georgia does breathwork classes. Oh, yes. What is her website? GeorgiaRoberts.com. Hang on. Let me look. I did one of the breathwork classes recently and it was fascinating and like cathartic and enlightening it is georgia-roberts.com okay i was very close very close uh so if anybody while i'm putting out you know call to actions <laughs> uh if you have done breathwork classes or anything and would like to share your experience um, would you please email us those experiences because I'm going to talk about mine at some point and I'd like to compare with other people and hear what what has happened to them because I went into the class without reading a thing which is you know very unlike me to like not research a fucking thing right but I was just like sure I'll do this class I signed up I paid and I didn't think about it until I had to meet on the zoom call <laughs> And I was just totally like, all right, well, you buy the ticket, you take the ride. And it was a journey, friends. It was a journey. So um, I would like to do it again sometime. And I'd like to hear from anybody else who has done a breathwork class because it was real cool. And if you want to do one, go check out Georgia's stuff. Yeah, she's based in New Zealand right now, but she does Zoom and it's it's still highly effective and highly impactful. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, we couldn't recommend it more. I mean, I don't even know if I would do an in-person class because of how, like, intense the Zoom one was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really cool. Um, and I'll tell you all about it sometime okay okay well i guess until next time yeah until next time sage your sofas and don't be afraid of the dark but i will i will i will i love you too okay bye Prove me wrong, government. You don't give a shit.